Okay. Hey, friends, welcome to another episode of the Momentum Focus podcast. I am your host, Amia Freeman, and we're back continuing this conversation about what it takes to be emotionally healthy, emotionally well, um, mentally well, mentally stable, um, mentally secure, emotionally secure. And that doesn't mean that we're going to always have like rainbows and unicorns and green lights and like get A's on our papers. That just means that when things don't go the way they, that we expected them to go, that it doesn't rattle us. Even when the unexpected tragedy or unexpected traumas come in our lives and down the path of our life, that it won't take us out. Because I will tell you, like, just in the last couple of years, just really trying to make sense of what feels senseless, God has just been reminding me of how he kept me. And just to recognize that here we are in 2022, about to approach 2023. And the Lord is like, remember when you prayed for that thing? And now the thing is no more. And I'm like, man, okay, he really did keep me when I was not, I wasn't sure of like how, how, <laughs> you know, but he <laughs> literally made a way where there seemed to be no way. Mm. And and in this season, so I'm, I'm leading a group of women through a uh, the healthy holidays and uh, I love the fact that God reminds me of who I used to be and who I am now and how in the past I would host these holiday challenges and I'd call them the holiday body challenge. And I was all about earning your turkey for Thanksgiving and earning the piece of pie and doing enough squats and push push-ups to burn off the Halloween candy. I was that trainer and bless the person that's still that trainer. But God needed me to do something else. He needed me to do it differently. And so this year we decided to do um, a, a series and I partnered with a handful of other fitness instructors who love Christ and we've called it the healthy holiday focus. And like if that. you've been here in this space for a while, focus means finish our commitments unapologetically stronger. And what we noticed was in the word healthy is the word heal. And heal thy. And so we've been asking God to heal our holidays, to heal us in the places where families get, they get, families get that. <laughs> families become things where we're like, oh, okay, God, right? The <laughs> holidays carry different meanings for different people. And so we've been asking God to meet us exactly where we are. And he's been saying, okay, tell me where you are. Because we ask him, God, would you meet me here? And he's like, where are you? And then we don't get honest. And we start quoting scriptures. And we start giving Bible study responses. And he's like, I still don't know where you are. You know? <laughs> so yeah. um, I want to start each podcast episode with a scripture that um, is a gift that I, I received last year. Um, from a sweet friend that was in my small group. And it's a group, it's a collection of Bible verses that she has hand typed my name in the scripture. And so I will read it to you and, and tell you where to put your name in the verse. And this one feels 
very personal because it's one of my favorite verses. It's Micah 6, 8. And it says, he has shown you what is good, Amia. What does the Lord require of you? To act justly and to love mercy and to walk humbly with your God. So you get to put your name in that. He has Mm -hmm. shown you what is good. Insert your name. What does the Lord require of you? To act justly and to love mercy and to walk humbly with your God. So from that... That's what we're going to talk about today. I have a special guest with me and I am containing myself (laughs) because (laughs) have you ever met someone that you're like, I think we might have been swapped, like switched at birth or separated at birth because (laughs) wow, they're, oh my gosh, like their joy. I've never met anybody with that kind of joy and just their fire and it's a, it's a contagious spirit that I was like she's my people she she's my people and oh man so I wish you could just see her smile like you'll if you look at the show (laughs) note like if you pull up the podcast you'll see a picture of her and you'll see her smile and then I'm going to show you like in her social media because she just is this beautiful ray of joy and hope and strength and just Man, it just blesses me to just watch her move. And I'm saying her as if she's not here with me, but <laughs> at any rate, um, my guest mind. today, yeah, my guest today is Reba. She is one of my uh, fitness teacher, gospel preacher sisters that I had the joy of getting to watch her go through instructor training and then watching her during her virtual retreat. Was It was a gift because I've been in person with instructors when they're going through retreat. And so you kind of feed off of each other's energy because you're in the room and it's just this like beautiful, like almost like ocean waves that kind of crash the ocean. Right. But when Reba was going through her virtual, it was virtual. And y'all, she's in Africa. (laughs) And I remember getting on a call and like trying to, to help her connection be stronger. And we were like seconds off of the rhythm because the music was glitching, but we did it and we owned it. And I had the joy that she had on her face blessed me. And I knew this is my sister, not just because of fitness in Christ, but man, this is my sister. She's like the little sister I've never had. So (laughs) (laughs) there's that. Um, But I'm going to let her introduce herself and tell us a little bit about what the work that she gets to do and how she's serving the women in her community in Africa. Y'all, she's in Africa. Bless the Lord. This podcast just went international. You don't even understand. Like, um, (laughs) Hallelujah. Oh, goodness. God is beautiful. Okay. So Reba, tell our people who you are and what you do, and then we'll go from there. Okay. Uh, Hello, Amia's people and Amia. (laughs) It's really a blessing to be here. I set my alarm and I asked my mom to remind me just in case I didn't wake up. But I managed to wake up on time and I am here. I can't believe I'm here. 
Honestly, when when you told me that you wanted me on your podcast, I thought, uh, okay, we will see because I I wasn't sure if you were going to come through, but <laughs> oh, <laughs> here wow. we are. <laughs> here we are. Like Amir said, I am Reba. My name in full is Rebaone. I'm in Botswana. Most of our names mean something. So if you meet a Botswana and they tell you their name, ask them what their name means because mostly it means something. Mine means we belong to God. So Reba is the root and One is the pronoun for God. So it would say Reba Mutsumi, meaning that we belong to God. Hmm. Uh, <laughs> I am the last born of three kids and I love my siblings. I love my mom. God has brought me back home. Now I live with my mom and it has been such a huge blessing, especially in the season that I have been in, which has been a season of growth for one and refinding who I am and healing. Honestly, I just said healing. So I had to come back home and get to spend time with her for one and spend time with the rest of the family because most of my family is around here. So I get to see why am I like this? And I realize, oh, it's my mom. It's my grandma on my father's side. Is my grandma on my mom's side, and I have been breaking chains, honestly. And I would say it hasn't been an easy journey. I started living here last year, May, and there have been times that I was telling the Lord that I am tired. I don't want to do this anymore. But I kept going because this is for my daughters, for my future daughters. This is for my future sons. I don't want them to grow up in the same situations, in the same curses that I grew up in, the same cycles of unforgiveness, of pain and break, breaking. Like um, I don't even want to say brokenness because the way our families are set up here, it's a continual breaking. It's like you get into situations that break you over and over again until you are you are like everybody else so if you are to look at the mutumi family for one we are like it's like the same it's like looking at the same person but in different bodies so god has been faithful in showing me things that i needed to get rid of and in showing me things that I needed to bring on because those were healthy and those are the things that he intended for me to be. And that is healthy. So I'm not yet there, but I'm getting there. And I get to do this with my mom and with my sister and my brother. Everybody is here. So we get to grow together. And wow. that has been a huge blessing, honestly. Wow, what yeah. a gift. It is. It's a huge gift. And uh, last year, towards the end of last year, God gave me two ways. Normally, he gives me one. But for this year, he gave me two. And that was charge and yield. And I thought, well, that is oxymoronic. 
But okay, God, let's see what you have. And now that we are coming to the end of the year, I now understand because he wanted me to go in fearlessly, to not be afraid. Because most of the times I felt like when growing up, I felt like, okay, uh, some of these things are not for me. Like uh, I was only supposed to get the bad stuff. And even if I get the good stuff, there, there has always been a ceiling that you don't go beyond this part. But this year, God has shown me that, no, you can get all of it because all this belongs to me as your father. And because you're my daughter, you get to charge in there and get it because it belongs to you. And now towards the end of the year, he is saying, yield. I have had to give up things that I have been preparing for, for, for the whole year. And he said, give it back to me because I don't want you to carry on with it. And I had to yield it back to him. And I have become stronger because of the planning, because of the organizing. But now I don't get to see the final product because I had to give it back to God. And that is where my annual women's camp comes in i had planned everything everything was (laughs) everything was in order and i became sick like so sick that i couldn't do anything Mm. sarah which was here that weekend that we were supposed to have the camp and she just said you know what i believe that god didn't want you to go through with this and he knew that you were gonna go through with it anyway because yeah we don't listen always but me yielding it back to him has given me a strength because I placed him above everybody else everyone was expecting to come I expected to be there but God is happy with me because I was obedient to him so yeah and uh all the yield part it's funny because the other side i just experienced it a few hours earlier i was in my garden and i was harvesting strawberries so i had them in my hand and the lord said this is the other part of the yield that the things that you have planted the things you have been cultivating Now it is time for the yield to come in. It is time for you to harvest Mm. and not only you, people around you get to enjoy your harvest. People around you get to, to take part in what you have been preparing for because as children of God, we are not only here for ourselves. Everything that we do is for the people around us. We get to, to minister to people, we get to, to evangelize in essence. People see God in our lives and they want to experience him. Sometimes you don't have to say anything. People see your life and they want that and you direct them to God. It's as simple as that sometimes. So yeah, that's, <laughs> that's me. Wow. <laughs> I mean, we could say thanks for listening and end right there. Because, <laughs> I mean, the goodness of God First of all, like yeah. the blessing, the blessing for mm-hmm. him to invite you back home yeah. as you heal, 
mm-hmm. right? To go back where you came from. Yes. Like it just a couple years during the uh, 20, I think it was 2020 pandemic as the back mm-hmm. end of it. I went through the Elijah study with Priscilla mm-hmm. Shire. I and love in it. the study, she says that what we don't know, unless you've studied the map of the Bible, was mm-hmm. that the route that God took Elijah on, he took him back towards home as he was mm-hmm. going where he was headed, where God was sending him. And she said, I'm sure Elijah was like, this has to be the wrong way. Like, we're headed back where we, are you kidding me? Right. And and for the person that is like, what do you, what do you mean go back home? What do you, what do you mean, God? No. Right. Mm-hmm. It feels like a backwards step, but like, yeah, I know, like, even, even as the fact that we're at the end of the year, I, yes. I remember learning, you can't go forward until you look back and see mm-hmm. both where you came from yes. to see yeah. how much you've covered, but also to see what hasn't happened, not in a space of regret, but if God is revealing yes. it to you, that is an opportunity to mm-hmm. let him heal it, right? There's the old saying of yeah. if he revealed it, he's going to heal it or he wants to yeah. heal it, but he's such a gentleman to mm-hmm. invite you back home <laughs> under the care of your mother, surrounded yes. by, and I love the fact that you started with, I love my siblings. Mm-hmm. Like, <laughs> that just, like that ministered to me. Yeah. And it ministers yeah. to me because God keeps saying, you need to go back home. Mm-hmm. That just, ugh. yeah. <laughs> I'm not supposed to be crying on a podcast, but <laughs> you know what I mean? Like that's scary <laughs> to go back. It's a little bit scary, but, but it someone will be point- well with it. Yeah, someone pointed well out to me I hadn't been back to where. My I'm originally from. I haven't been back. The last she said the last time you were back, it was for a funeral. Oh, she's like, you haven't been back since then, and I'm like, oh. <laughs> when I moved, I remember promising myself, I'm not gonna be that sister. I'm not gonna be that aunt that only shows up when there's a funeral. You know what I mean? Oh, yeah. And I know I'm not, but like over the last couple of years, just because of the way the world has been, I haven't been back except for when there was a funeral. So that ministers to me and it -hmm. it blesses my soul because I don't have my mother anymore. And to hear you as a daughter, to, to, Mm -hmm. to hear the invitation from God to go back, to be with your mother is a gift. Mm -hmm. It is such a gift. And for anybody that's listening that maybe they don't have that relationship with their family. um, Mm -hmm. That's been my prayer for all of us in this season of the year is that we would give the broken pieces Mm -hmm. to what you said so that there's not a continuation of breaking over generations Mm -hmm. that we would give him everything and then let him do with it whatever he decides. And the beautiful promise that we have is that whatever we give to God, he's never going to use it against us. Nope. He will never use it against us and he will never he use uses it, it for us. Yeah. yeah. 
when when you're talking about pieces like pieces coming back i'm i'm reminded of ezekiel 37 it's i love that i love that chapter where where the son of man speaks to the bones like every bone should go to its bone i i keep thinking that some of those bones were gone like vultures had eaten them for one we have hyenas coming in eating some of those bones and like every animal it was a valley it's open so everything that wanted a bone definitely went in there for some for some meat and they went away with those bones and I keep thinking, I keep imagining things vomiting out bones, you know. I keep imagining coyotes vomiting bones. I keep imagining vultures coming back from wherever they were, back to the valley to, to, to vomit out the bones they had eaten because God was speaking to those bodies. God was speaking to that valley saying that it is time that my army rises up so we have so many people broken now. We have so many people who have given away pieces of themselves. I have been there. And when it was time for me to be whole, God brought it all back. It didn't matter how far I had gone. It didn't matter how broken I was, but God brought back the pieces. And when it's time for God to bring back the pieces, I promise you that, it doesn't matter who has eaten. It doesn't matter who has cut away. It doesn't matter who has drank from you. When it is time for God to bring it back, he definitely will. And oh, man. And- <laughs> <laughs> yes. Yes and amen. I mean, is, we're talking about the harvest of like, because when you said yes. two words were charge mm-hmm. and yield. And yield. Mm-hmm. When I first heard the word charge, I immediately thought of Joshua's army, right? Uh-huh. Joshua <laughs> yeah. giving these instructions that sound uh-huh. ridiculous, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. But yeah. he's like, no, mm-hmm. this is what the Lord has told me to do. Keep moving yeah. until you hear me say charge, right? Mm-hmm. And so when you yeah. said that, I thought, okay, to go back home is mm-hmm. to circle back around. That like God could very well ask you to go back to a place that you were before mm-hmm. and circle it until he says, it's, now go north. Right? Yes. Like, it's in essence going back to the crossroads, mm. like where, where everything went awry, where everything just, it's like, I know the time when I started to go astray. And it was right here at home. So God had me come back here to the little girl that I was so that I could start afresh mm. and go back to the person that he initially intended for me to be. And mm. it's been, oh, <laughs> it's been amazing. Wow. Been like, amazing. What a gift. <laughs> it is. It's like just to think about the fact that like I was talking to someone recently and they said, you know, we don't, those of us that believe in Christ, we don't ever have to feel as though we've made so many mistakes that they're beyond correction. And, and so, Mm -hmm. and we don't have to live in the regret of whatever we did before because of Christ, 
A, we've been redeemed, but B, we get a second chance because God's not going to, bless you, God won't waste anything that we've gone through. And in fact, if we give it to him, he might use it. And like, I don't know, like I've been trying to, there's a, there's a counseling um, practice or not, it's not a philosophy. There's a counseling practice that's called doing inner child work where mm-hmm. your counselor helps you speak to the, the little girl in you to mm-hmm. find out where does she feel unseen? Where does she feel unheard? Where does she feel like she messed up and didn't get a second chance? And, and if you're working with a Christian counselor, um, they will help you to understand that it's God that goes back through that valley of the shadow of the death of your former self. And he helps heal her heart and he mm. helps her to see what he sees versus yeah. who you yeah. think the world yeah. sees. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Because we look in the mirror and the reflection back at us is not always what God sees Sometimes what reflects back at us are all of our mistakes, all of our shame, all of the junk. So, and I say all that to say for him to take you back home, Mm -hmm. little girl. (laughs) Yes. (laughs) Is like, it's him saying little girl Mm -hmm. and then just holding, holding you and saying, we're going to walk through this together and you don't mm-hmm. even have to try to become her because nope. you are her, mm-hmm. but a healed version of her. And he said, and there's more. Yes. And you get, I get to remember things I had forgotten. Mm. Like triggers, you know, triggers to pain and hurt. You realize that there there are scabs that have developed over open wounds. Mm. So sometimes it has stopped now, but last year I would go to a place and I would literally feel my heart being painful. And I would ask God, what is going on? And he would remind me that this and this happened when you were this old and you were hurt. And I have... I have let go of so much and I have, gi- I have forgiven so much and so many people that I didn't even realize that I was holding on to grievances. So God has just been faithful in that part that you need, as much as you need to be forgiven, you also need to forgive for your healing to be whole, for you to, to really reach the place that you need to be. And I I have, I think I've wanted to be married since I was 27. That is when I decided that I want to get married. Before, I didn't want to get married. I had seen so many bad marriages in my family and decided that I don't want any part of that. <laughs> and then God had me move to Lovate. That is where I met Sarah. I talk about Sarah a lot. Uh, that is where I met Sarah and Kevin and some other couples and I realized that wow there are actually good marriages here in Botswana and I wanted to get married that is when my heart started to change and I felt like maybe I could do this thing Mm. but now 
now I look back and I realize that if I had gotten married in 20, in 20, 2017, honestly, I don't think I would have made it. <laughs> I wasn't in a position to be anybody's wife, for one, mm. or anybody's mother. I now realize just how toxic I was. And I have had to go back to Novati and ask for forgiveness to mm, so many people. I have had to go back and have very difficult conversations. And sometimes I felt like, Lord, I wasn't in this alone. This person said some words as well. It wasn't as if I was speaking to myself, but mm. the Lord has said, well, you are on the journey to healing, not them. So <laughs> you get to start the conversation because you are on a journey. So for us to go, to continue on this journey, you need to have these conversations. So it, this healing process has had me scrape off scabs to reveal wounds that I didn't even realize were there. So it just took me back to God binding up wounds and redressing them, applying oil to replace the smell of putrefaction. Mm. And now we have the oil of joy. And where we were in mourning, God has given us gladness and there is joy. And I get to experience that with my family. And it's something that we, we didn't have before. We are having conversations that we didn't have before. I was talking to my mom earlier. We, I'm, I'm finishing her house. There was a time when we lived in a tent. I don't know. Uh, it was four meters by two meters. And it was the four of us in that tent. And she said earlier today that I am bringing in things that she was scared to dream of. And <laughs> it's material things. So you realize that my mom grew up in a generation that told her that she will never amount to anything. She will never have this and that. And my generation, I was told the same thing. And if I hadn't taken a stand to say, I'm done with this, that is not me. My mom wouldn't have, wouldn't have experienced the things that God wanted her to experience. So because of her prayers, her prayers are being answered and God is blessing her children and they are building her a house that she was scared to dream of. So God has been, he has been faithful in that. He is answering even my mom's prayers through us. <laughs> so he is going back generations he's not only healing my generation but she he is healing hers as well and her grandkids will yeah. get to experience something totally different from what we got to, to experience yeah like it to hear you tell that just 
I mean, I'm going to just get underneath it because and believe it for for my family. And yeah, just to, to know that, and I don't even know the age of your mother, but I'm guessing she's 59. Okay. So I I was going to say, I'm guessing she's probably from my parents' generation. And I can remember Mm -hmm. hearing my mom say just the, the curses that were spoken over her. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And and then pronounced over her children, mm-hmm. and then just and and I don't even cool. know. Yeah, right. It's just a cycle that if that's what's been spoken over you, that's what you believe, mm-hmm. and then that's how you raise your children to believe. And then mm-hmm. unless you decide, it stops with me. Yeah. Then you don't know. Right. Like what you said about, like, I didn't know that healthy families exist. I didn't know that healthy marriage was a real thing. Right. Like I was telling my husband that I didn't know that it was even possible for me to go to college because we grew up really poor. Neither of my parents went to college. None Mm -hmm. of my older siblings went to like they went to trade schools. Right. Where they went Mm -hmm. and either got certificates as teacher, like preschool teachers. you know, administrative. One of my siblings works in restaurant work. So they had skills, but none of them had gone to college. So I didn't even think that college was a thing that I could have. And I remember sitting in a high school counselor's office and and her saying like, well, let's just consider a different, a different track. Like let's prepare you for maybe the military or let's see, you know, could you go to like a smaller school and get an associate's degree? Nothing wrong with associate's degree, but she didn't even want to speak the possibility over me because they realized that my parents were not college graduates. And my mom, I trust that because it had been spoken over her for so many years, I trust that she didn't even know which way to send me. She only Mm. knew what she knew. And that like, that's an area that like you were talking about taking you back um, to not just be forgiven, but to forgive that God's been taking me back through my mother's life to forgive her for the things that she didn't know how to do because she only did what she knew how to do. Mm -hmm. Right. And my husband's like, no, I can't believe no one ever talked to you about college. I'm like, you grew up with two parents who went to college or at least his my mother-in-law went to yeah. college and you know mm-hmm. and and she drilled it in them that you know either you're going to college or you're going to the military mm-hmm. period mm-hmm. you know yeah yeah but yeah. it and man and it chokes me up to hear you talk about just where there were s- scars and mm-hmm. just the the way God just tenderly takes care of you to redress and yeah. I made a note here, the oil of gladness, because that's a phrase that the Lord has been speaking to me (laughs) over the past couple of years. (laughs) And I even, I I reached out to another friend that sometimes we exchange these wild, oh my God, what is God saying? Um, Mm -hmm. I reached out to her and I said, okay, I just heard in my spirit the oil of gladness. And he told me to just to maintain the oil. And I thought it was the scripture of the virgins and like getting your oil ready for your lamps. And he's like, no, no, no. 
this is a thing of me exchanging, right? I mean, like, this is a call to freedom that (laughs) Mm -hmm, comes mm -hmm. with the invitation to proclaim that this is what God has said, right? Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And and to know Mm -hmm. that, like, we all have that call on our lives. When we say yes to Christ, we all have that call because Jesus said, now I'm going to leave you to finish what I started. Yep. Now go into all the earth, right? Yes. Uh Baptizing them in the name of the Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit, right? To be a keeper of the oil, (laughs) right? Yes. Uh, That fire burning. Like, yes. Let the fire go out on the altar. Yeah. Sometimes we think that means a literal altar, while in fact it's our lives. We let this fire burn out and People lose it. People no longer have anything to look to. They don't have that beacon because God has put us, he has made us a light on a hill. Mm. And being a light means that you need to be seen. Mm. It doesn't matter the state that you are in. We are representatives of Christ. Mm. And he knew that we were going to go through tough situations. He knew that we were going to go through loss. He knew that we were going to be down sometimes, but we keep being that light. And sometimes it's hard. I got this prophecy back in, I think it was 2019. Uh, his name is Pastor Jakey. He's, he's the pastor to a church on the rock in Texas. <laughs> yeah. So they were in Botswana and he said, uh, I see God using you like he said he saw a candle and sometimes I was going to burn very low and then I will burn back up like the flame will go back up but it will never go out and he also talked about you know how when a candle burns and the wax melts and sometimes it it like what does what is the word? It boils, not boils. It spills over. That is the word I'm looking for. Mm-hmm. It spills over, and then the flame kind of goes down until more wax melts, and then the flame goes up. At the time, I was wondering what is he talking about because I had no idea. And then this year, when this year started, the Lord reminded me of that prophecy, and He said. Now it is the time for that prophecy to come into fruition. And he gave me Isaiah 43, verse 19. Behold, I do a new thing. It shall spring forth and streams will, will emerge in, in dry places. And I, I pray that you come to this village one day. When you come into my village, it's, it's a wilderness out here. It's dry spiritually. It is dark and you always need to be on your toes and Mm. God just reminded me that this is why you are back here you need to come in and continue the work that your mother has started because my mom is a beast (laughs) if if I grow up to be half of the woman she is half of the preacher she is, then God would have blessed me so much. 
Hmm. Just earlier today, I listened to her preach and I was scared for her because those men wanted to tear her apart. But <laughs> she preached her whole sermon and finished it. And she prayed <laughs> and sat down like those men were not calling out for her blood. That is how bad our village is. It is an ancestral village. Like these people believe so much in ancestral spirits that when you talk about Jesus, you are immediately enemy number one. So that is my mom right now. And I pray that God gives me that kind of courage. I know I am working in the purpose that God has me on, but hey, <laughs> she's like on a whole different level. And she's not scared to die. I'm like, mama's not going to kill you. But she doesn't care. She knows where she's going if they kill her. That is, that wow. is just amazing for me to watch. I mean, yeah. that just tell your mom I'd like to adopt her as my mother. <laughs> because I can say. I can share. I don't mind sharing. <laughs> yeah, because like not having my mother here on earth anymore. She, my mom passed away. Mm-hmm. I think 2007 or 2008. She's been oh. in heaven. So it's been years. Um, yeah. But my mom, she was, she was fierce when it came to prayer. She was quiet, but like a warrior when it came to prayer and she was quick to whip a bottle of holy oil out of her purse and (laughs) slap her hand on your forehead and like rebuke every demon she knew about out of you (laughs) yes um and it's funny because one of my one of my cousins is like you are just like your mother praying over everybody I'm like well (laughs) you know yes And the cool thing is that to know that I watched her and I remember Mm -hmm. a time when I watched her and I was like, I don't ever want to do that ever. Me too. (laughs) (laughs) I was like, she's a lot. I don't ever want to be that. Do you have to be so over the top? Right. Is everything from Right. (laughs) <laughs> and now right. it's like I want to be that <laughs> right and I yeah. pray that like as I have children and yes. you know watching <laughs> my children try to figure out their own walk of faith I can only pray yeah. that mm-hmm. they would watch me and say I want to be like my mother I want to be like my yes. father right and yeah. and even as I, I was listening to something today that said let's not forget to tell people follow me while I follow Christ but don't mm-hmm. follow me and check how did Amia do it? How did Reba do it? Follow yeah. me because I'm following Christ and God Christ, yeah. with me so that I am doing as Christ did. Right. Yeah. Yeah. yeah and I'm yeah. probably going to get it wrong. And I'm probably, you know, and I'm not pronouncing yeah. that as a, you know, negative, yeah, I understand. a grace yeah. card, but like, we'll get it wrong. We will get it wrong. Mm-hmm. We will think mm-hmm. we had it right. And we'll get caught up in ourselves and we'll be like, watch me be the next Mm -hmm. priest. And God's like, how about you go sit down? (laughs) Child, you need to sit down. Hey child. (laughs) Yes. 
Right. Like right now, I feel like I'm in a season where he's like, you're yeah. really cute. You're really cute. Sit down. Yes. <laughs> I, mean, I, I had all these plans, right? And sometimes I think God just looked at me and laughed. Because <laughs> he just, <laughs> he messed every little plan I had up. Yeah. Okay, that is my fault because I asked him to do that. But I didn't think he will go all the way. (laughs) (laughs) I thought he would just pick a few pieces, like bits and pieces there. Not the whole thing. (laughs) But he did. (laughs) And when I try to complain, he reminds me of Jeremiah 29.11. Like, I know the plans I have for you. Though it might not look like something you wanted, my plans for you are plans for your good and never to harm you you know it's for your future and to give you hope so it's always okay god i get it but really like that so yeah yeah man i mean like just for you to even offer that scripture which is such a familiar scripture for a lot of us Mm -hmm. we forget yeah that that Mm -hmm. scripture is a going home scripture right? It's go back to yes. the original promise that I gave you, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. let's just go back. Cause oftentimes we go back to Psalm 139 of like, he knew me before mm-hmm. he met me in my before mother's he, womb, yeah. but before mm-hmm. he knew you, he had a plan, yeah. right? <laughs> and it exactly is a hope right? and a future. Yes. And so you've got to go be willing to go back. Like, Mm-hmm. Again, because we're about to come into the new year or wherever you are when you listen to this episode, like if you have plans to move forward mm-hmm. and, and if you feel like you're stuck, if you feel like you want to move forward, you have to be willing to go back. Like you have to be willing to sit with God and, and let him reveal the things that you may have forgotten, whether it's revealing yeah. um a gift that he gave you or a skill that Mm. he taught you, or Mm. maybe you actually went to school and got a certificate or a degree in a thing. And Mm -hmm. he says, Hey, don't forget the thing that you have. Let's go back and use it. Even if you feel like the thing is not usable, he's like, Oh, you have no idea. I might actually Mm -hmm. use, cause I was literally reading. Um, where was it? Oh, what scripture was it? Now I can't remember. It was a scripture that I came across that was talking about the lampstand and how the Mm -hmm. lampstand would be designed and that there were Mm -hmm. very particular pieces. Yeah. It was in the Old Testament and I can't remember where I was reading. If it's not Leviticus, it's Numbers. I have forgotten as well. That is where Uh, God gives all this. Yeah, but it was, he was very specific of like, maybe it was Exodus because Mm -hmm. he's taken me to Exodus. And I'm like, could you just get me out of Exodus, God? Because I don't. (laughs) In Exodus right now, this is not something I want to put on a coffee cup, God. (laughs) Can we get out of this place? <laughs> but anyway, he was explaining very specific details. I think it was yeah. Exodus. It was Exodus 25 uh-huh. 40. Exodus okay. 25 40. And it was the description of the lampstand. It starts at verse okay. 31. Thank you, Holy Spirit. But he breaks yeah. down 
what the lampstand is supposed to look like. He breaks down how many cubits, how many branches, how many blooms, how many blossoms from where it's supposed to stem from. And he says, mm. you know, and all of it should only be hammered by one piece of gold. And, and then you're going to do this and then you'll do that. Mm. I know the plans mm. I have for you. They are specific. Yeah. Right. Mm -hmm. And so I say all that just to know that like, there might be a thing that you've created or a thing that you do well, yeah. that God needs to yeah. use you to help build the lampstand. Mm -hmm. mm -hmm. Right. The mm -hmm. thing that you have to offer, like you might carry the oil of gladness that God yeah. needs to partner with someone who has been in mourning mm -hmm. and mm -hmm. they don't know that it's possible. And then the two of you come together and you recognize, mm -hmm. oh, that's how you mm -hmm. get glad. Yes. That's how you find joy. It's mm -hmm. not manufactured. When you were talking about the strawberries and the cultivating, mm -hmm. it just reminds me of what the Lord spoke to me recently about having hope when there was hopelessness that the people that don't know that hope is possible when it's hopeless, mm -hmm. they'll watch yeah. a person who has hope and they'll wonder yeah. if it's fake. They'll watch a yeah. person who has joy mm -hmm. and wonder, is it because things look great? Is it be they must have a better life than I have. Mm -hmm. How are they possibly mm -hmm. so mm -hmm. joyful? And yeah. God's like, no, if you would actually watch them, you would see mm -hmm. that according to yeah. standards, they have zero reason to be joyful. Mm -hmm. But according to my helping them understand who I am and that I'm working on their behalf and that I'm mm. using the parts, the pieces of their past to build the yeah. hope in the future that I promised them, that's where mm -hmm. they found their joy, right? Where, where yeah. Nehemiah says, like, the joy of the Lord is your strength. It's not a fake joy. Mm -mm. It is a joy that God just said, hey, daughter, hey, can we talk? Yeah. Do you remember yeah. what I promised you? Mm-hmm. And then he whispers the things that you're like, where did I read that? And he's like, you didn't. It was a conversation that we had. <laughs> we had, yeah. And he's yeah. like, and, and if you tell somebody, they're going to think you're crazy. <laughs> so mm -hmm. I'll tell you when you can tell them. Yes. Because it's not going to make sense you, to them. You're just reminding me of something. We, where my mom preached earlier today, where they almost tore her apart. Somebody has died, and here they are every day. There's, there's like a service, and people preach, so they expect you to speak on ancestors, obviously, and talk about how the dead person is gonna come back and be the ancestor, blah blah blah, blah all that. So, one thing that my mom said was that she is not the comforter, like, they she has. She has no comfort to give, but she can give them the comforter, which is the Holy Spirit. Amen. And for them to have the Holy Spirit, they need to accept Christ. So what you just said here about you bringing in joy because you have Christ in you, like that is how people are going. That is you preaching to the people. That is you bringing the gospel to them they see your joy they see your gladness and they want that and you direct them to christ to say i don't have the joy it is it is not me i'm only this joyful because i am in christ and someone might ask how do i get that and it's like okay 
we start here. Right. You start with this prayer because that is the first prayer that God is going to listen to and respond to when you are not in him. When you ask him to come into your life, to be your Lord and Savior, that is the one that he's going to respond to. And now we can talk about the joy that he brings in. Now we can talk about the comforter who is the Holy Spirit. And so our lives are in essence testimonies. You know, people look at us and we are testifying and we are not even aware of it. Some people get born again away from us, but because they remember Amia, they remember seeing you doing this and that, and they will remember that, oh, it's because she was in Christ. So I need to find Christ to find what she had. So, yeah. Right, right. I literally just wrote on my piece of note, my note, this little tiny post-it note I wrote, (laughs) how does she find so much joy? Because that's what people... Yeah, and people want to know, like, how does she do mm-hmm. it? And it's like, yeah. don't, mm. I don't, I yeah. don't. <laughs> it's like, it's I don't, <laughs> right? I'm it's like, him. there are things that I'm walking into, yeah, learning that he's given me that I'm embracing. Mm-hmm. Um, that which that's the word that he gave me for next year is embrace. Wow. I know. Like, (laughs) right? I'm like, he's so good. He is. So he's like, hey, you know what you need? You need Mm -hmm. a hug. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) You're talking about a hug. (laughs) Right? Can I just hug you? Yes. I... I don't, I don't like touching people, but there are specific, specific people that I talk to and I realize that if I meet this person, I'm going to hug them, (laughs) (laughs) which is a weird thing because I never, I never wanted to hug anyone, but now it's like God is, is opening me up to things that I, I thought I didn't like, but Mostly it was because of experiences from my childhood, from, from being beaten by my stepmom for one, and thinking that every, every touch means pain. And mm-hmm. now you're keeping away from everyone because you don't want to be in pain. And now with healing, I want to hug people because I have now learned. And the funny thing is, from Kevin, Sarah's husband. He is such a, a great hugger. Mm. And it is through him that I experienced the love of a father. I told I told Sarah before they left that, you know what, being around Kevin and just seeing, seeing him with you guys and the way he treated me has made me realize that this, like, relationships can be good and it doesn't always mean that every man that you meet wants to use you or wants to abuse you there can be good relationships you can meet men who want to love you because Christ calls us to love and that's it so 
you talking about hugs, I just realized that now I actually don't mind hugging people. Yeah. Yeah. That, I mean, <clears throat> I know I keep saying that what a mm-hmm. gift, but this, this is such a gift from a father yeah. who loves to give. Yes. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And I think the reason I keep using the language of a gift from the father mm-hmm. is because I didn't have a father who gave gifts. I had a father who promised gifts and then broke his promises. Yeah. And God is yeah, like, yeah. that's not who I am. I, and are my you dad sure you don't not- have the same parents? I know. <laughs> This is why I said I'm like she's the sister that I I don't know what happened to her. <laughs> right? I mean, you just described your mom, and I swear your mom is in the other room, <laughs> and now you're describing your dad. It's like, huh, okay, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Maybe we have the same parents, right? Carry <laughs> on. I'm sorry. No, no. I just, I mean, like, and I'm, I'm kind of. like thinking out loud as I'm saying all of this of just it's all coming together now of why I keep hearing the word the gifts from the father because Mm -hmm. that's an area that God's healing in my heart of yeah of being you know being let down where someone promises something and they break the promise um and for that to happen from a father to a daughter it's there's a whole world of issues that come into that Mm. a whole like that's a whole other conversation that we could have another podcast just on that. Right. But I want to, I want to be mindful of your time just because of, I know it's really late oh, there. Um, okay. <laughs> you're like, I'm yeah. up now. Who cares? You know? um, <laughs> but I like, I could literally talk to you all day just because me too. <laughs> your, like your joy and your depth of, um, humility that you walk the way you walk with the Lord is like it's beautiful to watch and to to hear you share that part of your story of what it looked like when you were growing up and and how you get to help your mom like uncover dreams that she didn't even know were realities could be realities Mm -hmm. like what a beautiful gift of the daughter to like, it feels very much tangible, like a Proverbs 31 woman, like you came back to give to her what she gave to you. Yeah. You know, and just to, she planted that seed. Yeah. And it is true that, you know, you raise up a child in the way they should go. And when they are old, they will not. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I wouldn't be sitting here today. Had my mother not been a praying mama. Yes. (laughs) Because I've told the story before that she was like, well, I'm just going to pray for you. And I was like, I don't need you to pray for me. I'll pray for you. Mm-hmm. And yes. I said it with like rolling my eyes and twisting my neck, like, mm-hmm. <laughs> and then went off and ran off to a club probably. But, <laughs> you know, but I just, I'm really grateful for you sharing this microphone with me and sharing this space. Um, and I want to bring you back because that conversation about daughters and fathers is a real conversation. Yeah. Um, mm. And I want to come visit. Like I'm right now. I'm please. like, please. <laughs> I'm like, please check my passport and make sure it's current. <laughs> I want to come visit. I would love, mm. man. 
and I'm just dreaming out loud, but I would love to come visit yeah. and bring my daughter with me. And Please do. Oh, that would just be, <laughs> I have some ideas rolling be. through my head of how we can make that happen. Yes. Um, <laughs> so I'm just going to put it out into the atmosphere with Jesus and let him handle the mm. rest. Um, but yep. at any rate, I'm grateful for you. Um, and to the listeners that have been leaning in, I really pray that this conversation spoke to you. It spoke to me on so many levels. Um, I've written down some of the scriptures that we referenced throughout this conversation, and I'm going to put them Please in the show them notes. I will send them to you. Yes. yes. Um, I'm going to put them in the show notes so that everybody that's listening will have them. Um, mm-hmm. I'm also going to drop your Instagram handle um, and your Facebook um link in the show notes so they can follow you and get in touch with you to see how they can be praying for you and to support you in the work that you're doing. Um, And I will just continue to just pray for you to be available to whatever the Lord is doing in your heart um, between you and your mother's relationship, between you and your siblings. Mm -hmm. Um, And I'm excited just to see what the the charge and the yield produces because yeah. I know it's going to be something phenomenal. I know yeah. it because I mean, man, it's just my, my brain is going in a million different directions right now. Like <laughs> just what you've revealed to me. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. So, um, well, for those of y'all that are listening to the show, I appreciate you being here and leaning in. And as always, I pray that these conversations do help you to adjust your focus. Remember that the word focus is not about um, a hustle or a grind or squeezing your fists and gritting your teeth or forgetting other people as you elbow your way to wherever you're headed. Um, But it is literally finishing our commitments unapologetically stronger And the word that God keeps telling me right now about the unapologetically is that as you find freedom and healing and forgiveness, there will be people who will be offended by your joy, by your freedom, by your ability to forgive, by your your obedience. There will be people that will be highly offended by it because they want to know how could you dare and it's usually rooted in the fact that they don't want to. It's mm-hmm. not so much that they don't want it for you. They just aren't willing to put in that kind of work. And they, they're they seeing you as like, how dare she outshadow? How, how, I can't believe she would one-up me like that or he. Um, but you don't have to worry about those other people. And I'm going to quote what Reba said earlier. You are on a journey of healing, not them. You are on a journey of healing. So you get to go walk boldly and be reminded what it says in Joshua to be bold and courageous and God will be with you. Until we get to have a conversation again, friends, I pray that you would stay free and get well soon. Till next time, you take care.